Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part five, the exciting conclusion of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And now enjoy the exciting conclusion of the podcast. For those of you that are not listening uh, in Canada, Smarties is a Canadian candy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which is delicious. For those of you. It's a delicious Canadian candy. But yeah, we have this whole fucking thing. He doesn't uh don't kill, kill him danny don't kill him and then morgan freeman gets so pissed so, off he caves his head in with a flower pot but what happens to bob hoskins like after this it's never addressed never addressed like it's literally it's literally never addressed and then it cuts to him wearing a tuxedo uh she's now playing at carnegie hall or the um, london o2 or whatever the fuck they're playing at yeah i don't know whatever the fucking yeah whatever it is because they're like oh someday you'll play at carnegie <clears throat> hall and, you know, Danny's there in the crowd, and he's, you know, watching her play. He's thinking about his mother. He's looking, and he looks side to side crying. of like, what are you, oh, you're clapping. Oh, yeah. I should clap. Oh, I'm right. I'm yeah. supposed to be clapping. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. Like, you're not that dumb, fuck. dude. You're not that yeah, dumb. You're not that dumb. Like, like babies fucking just automatically clap. Like, babies just, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's like, delightful. That's what they fucking do. Yeah. And do you know who else does that? Fucking chimps. Like, you know, like, so Danny is fucking dumber than a chimp. And that's one of the big problems I have with this. It shouldn't have been Danny the dog. Danny the Danny fucking the chimp. chimp. No. Nope. Danny the handicapped chimp. He's not even. He's... Oh, I can teach a chimp sign language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can teach a chip sign language, but you can't teach Danny to fucking clap at the end of a fucking performance. So yeah, I, those are the those are my issues with the film. Uh, there's 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 like four really good fight scenes in this film. Yep. Yeah. yeah. A lag in the middle. Yeah. So all in all, oh yeah, the the, the lag in the middle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Blows. All in all, it was a for me a passable movie but one that i it's not one i'm going to go back to again and again or yeah. even at all i don't think no no um, i'm i'm not gonna i'm, I'm not gonna watch this again and it's like it's not. weird because when you look it up like when i looked up roger ebert's review it was like three stars out of fucking four or whatever it was uh, it was reviewed fairly positively but i think that's yeah. because those are not martial arts movie people like i'm i'm not 100 percent sure but usually we're like hey uh, Roger Ebert, you fucking 
bespectacled dick bag because uh, he you know the roger com was shitting all over the raid and said it was a fucking stupid ass movie and said it Which, was you know fuck stupid off. and it's like fuck the raid is a fucking great action movie and yeah. then for him to say hey this is very touching it's like Shut but you that's up. because he likes the story part and in his review he literally said well there's enough fight scenes in here to keep any jet lee fan happy and i'm like no no, there's not. No. Actually, no. There's not. No, there's not. I need more fighting than that in my movies. I yeah. think I mentioned yeah. this before when my wife and I went to see John Wick uh, 3, The Parabellum. Yeah, yeah. And she's she's not into the martial arts movie. She just came because it was, you know, she wanted to come. And, you know, tw- 20 minutes into that, I'm smiling and laughing and, like, John Wick's yeah. pushing knives into motherfuckers' eyeballs and knives are flying everywhere and body parts are yeah. falling off. And I looked over at her, and she's got this kind of somewhat horrified look on her face. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I looked over, and I just kind of leaned in and went, are you, is it, what do you think? And she just kind of side-eyed me and was like, all it is is fighting and killing. And I went, yeah. Murder. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. It's 90 minutes of murder. <laughs> it's the best. It's... Like, <laughs> So, yeah. But... I, people need story, and I don't need a lot. Those John Wick movies, like, the fucking movie opens and he's got, like, fucking six bullets in him in John Wick 3. And <laughs> it's true. He goes, to the, he goes to the fucking doctor and then goes to the library where he kills a fucking mountain man with kills a fucking book. Kills a giant. Book. <laughs> kills like a giant Punching a, a book, book into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking wrecks that. And then... <laughs> <laughs> then it just goes from there. Oh, yeah. So then there's Halle Berry and dogs and fucking climbing up there's walls. There's fucking and... dogs climbing walls, fucking throwing <laughs> axes in the gun shop and fucking people. Cutting off fingers and shit. Oh, it's ridiculous. Horses fucking kicking people to death. <laughs> that was like, the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. It's amazing. I can't wait to fucking review that one because I love John oh, Wick Parabellum. We got John Wick but 2 yeah, coming let's... up later this season, but let's yes. yeah, let's roll into this. Um, what do you got for music and soundtrack and Foley for this particular film? Uh, I think it was soft. I'm going to go two fists out of five for music, soundtrack, and Foley. I think that the music could have been better used to the uh, I'm wearing the collar, I'm not wearing the collar, like if he had yeah. some sort of theme. Because John Wick has a, like speaking of John Wick, John Wick kind of has uh, you know that John Wick theme where he's um, you know, like moving slowly and stuff that, dun, dun. um, yep. so I, I, I just don't think it was, I don't think it was used as well as it, uh, could have been used. Yeah. I'm kind of middle of the road. I'm two and a half fists out of five. I think the Foley was pretty decent. I like that a lot. Um, but I think yeah. the, the music and the soundtrack was, could have been used, uh, better as musical cues, like you said, with the collar or, emotionally with the pictures and stuff and with the flashbacks i think it could have been a little a little better with that and the soundtrack was just kind of unmemorable for me personally so i'll go yeah like honestly like when we did uh jet lee the one where they were using uh bodies hit the floor yeah floor by uh drowning pool like this would have been and we were like ah, the music like those fucking songs were great really but they didn't quite fit with the movie it would fit with this movie can yes. you imagine that fucking that fucking uh oh. collar comes off and his whole demeanor changed but, but the, the bodies, bodies hit the floor. Floor. and then he just goes <laughs> like, in the hallway and busts legs off and punches yeah. faces through and fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like that'd that, be the greatest that, 
that would have that would have worked because I mean oh five a little bit you know later but it still could have worked it still could have worked still could have worked I'm actually going fairly high for acting I'm gonna go four fists out of five for acting because I think the acting is solid given what they had to work with with the script I think Bob Hoskins is great I think Morgan Freeman's great uh, Victoria I, I forget that actress's name again but um, mm. uh, Jet Li did a good job. And all the background people. I think they all did a good job with what they had. So I'm going to go four fists out of five for acting. I'm going to go two and a half fists out of five for acting. And I do agree with you that I think they did a really good performance. Um, but I'm going to mark it low just because I think that it, somebody should have stopped this when they basically <laughs> said, okay, we got... Bob Hoskins acting against a piece of fucking wood and Morgan Freeman <laughs> acting against the same plank of wood. Um, I really think that this script and the director fucked it with Jet Li and made him, like you said, you know, too unbelievably stupid to uh, to make it work. And I just, I don't think it's passable, even though I, I will... Uh, concede that I, I really think that they all did a great job with yep. their attempt at it, but I think that making Jet Li an, an idiot just took me right out of it. And despite the fact that they worked really hard and did a good job with their performance, it just, fuck, didn't work for me. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. What are you going to give it for uh, martial arts? Oh, the martial arts that are in it are friggin' solid, especially uh, Fight 1, Fight two, and I'll call it fight four, which yeah. would be you know the very the final one, the the, the 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 final fight. I thought that was I thought that was exceptional, and I thought it was exciting. I liked how in those three fights he's actually working and using his environment. You know, in the end fight, he runs and jumps into a little hole of a chimney and lands in an apartment and keeps running. Like yeah. I thought that was great. So I'm gonna go four fists out of five for martial arts, uh, despite the. 30 to 40 minute um, section of the film in the middle where there is literally no martial arts. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go three fists out of five, kind of mostly for that reason. But the, the, the martial arts weren't bad at all. Like you said, fight one, two, and four were, were pretty solid. There was a bit of the wire work that didn't really work for me and kind of yeah. took me out of it a little bit. Um, you know the the first fight in the in the warehouse there that opened the movie was was good. I enjoyed it, and there was some good kind of moments of like, whoa, that was cool. Like, like I said, when he smashed the guy's face off the floor, or the mm -hmm. supermarket one was pretty good. I liked that with guys flying all over the place, and and although Danny wasn't involved in it, um, yeah. Fight three in there it didn't work for me. We discussed that. That one didn't really didn't really pop for me. But the last one was great. I enjoyed the final one. So all in all, over, I'm, I'm going to have to give it a three three fists out of five. It wasn't my favorite, but there was some good shit in there. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And I actually was planning on rating this much lower, but uh, too late. Because I think the other, the other part of it, uh, I mean, obviously I said my number. I'm going to keep my number. Um, but the other part of it is... Because the numbers are so meaningful. The huge... <laughs> the fucking huge hole in this story actually fuck it i'm going back I'm, I'm going back to my original i'm gonna go 1.5 uh, 
um, because none of it makes any fucking sense because who taught Danny martial arts? Like, well, there yeah. it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. there it is. Who Plot taught board. Who taught this motherfucker martial arts? So I was planning on slaying it, but once we had this conversation and we were talking about all the really cool fucking shit, I kind of forgot how much I hated that one point. But, yeah. Well, that's, that's more that's, that's more huge, of a plot storyline thing, though, than a martial arts thing. Yeah, I mean. yeah, you're 100% right there. But okay, so that's that. That's Those it. are would our you, numbers. We already kind of touched on this in, through the discussion of the movie itself, but would you put Samo in this? 100%. Yeah, yeah. we touched on it a little bit because I would put I would put Samo. He's not in a hole. Like, maybe they lock him into a dojo. Yeah. Um, you know, Samo is his uh, master, but also um, he's mean to him. Yeah, disciplinarian um, master. Disciplinarian. Uh, teaches him the fucking bad things. You know, like, teaches him the bad way. Uh, makes him tough as fuck. You know, he just sleeps on the tatami mats. Um, you know, he's treated like he's treated like shit. Uh, he's not taught anything about you know people or humanity or relationships. Like everything he knows, and still, you know, like obviously, I don't want to change the movie too much. Like, you know, keep the collar. Yep. Um And you could have some really cool scenes where they're doing that. You know, that operant conditioning on him. I was him just going to say, yeah, do the psychological conditioning. Yeah, like he's wearing the collar and he's not allowed to attack. Like he has to just fucking take it and just show them like punishing him with the collar. And then what would be cool is if they had like a fucking remote where they could just hit the button and the collar pops off. And then he's just like the collar's off and it just changes him completely. And now he's on the attack and show the conditioning where, you know, anytime he's wearing the collar and he's aggressive... Like they kick the fuck out of him, right? Yeah. To kind of to train him that way, or it's a shock collar. Yeah, it's a shock collar. That's even better, right? Yeah, he he shows any aggression, bam, he gets shocked when he's yeah. wearing it, and then all of a sudden it could pop off, and the collar popping off is the fucking go button of okay, you're yeah. got free reign to kill all these motherfuckers now. Go. Yeah, that would actually work because a then he's being trained. B he's not exceptionally stupid like a baby yeah and see you've got an interesting part of that film where you could put you know 10 15 20 minutes depending on you know what it is and cut that cut that middle part down significantly exactly um and then you've actually gotten a little bit more of this guy's backstory that makes sense that he knows how to do fucking you know crescent kicks and shit like he can't fucking count <laughs> motherfucker can't count can't fucking you know can't fucking crescent piss and wipe and himself <laughs> he can't fucking wipe himself but he knows fucking wushu forms so you know but that would also take away the plot hole of oh we're just gonna kick the fuck out of bob hoskins and we're not gonna then we're off the hook because this guy's not gonna kill yeah. us anymore because all you need is a little remote control fob in your pocket yeah. To pop the collar off of him, and then everybody's exactly. fucked, right? Everybody's so fucked. It solves that problem. So, yeah, I 100% agree. I would do it that way and make Samo the, the dojo disciplinarian master for the, the yeah, Samo, you know, Samo 12 or 15 years. Yeah, Samo would be great. And then the final fight could be he and Samo. Fuck, right? that yes. Would, that, that, would be the, that would be the thing where, you know, he learns something from Morgan Friedman and the piano playing, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's still very loose, but you yeah. know, then your final fight is Jet Li versus Sammo Hung. Yeah, because Bob Hoskins um, could get killed in some weird way 
in the in the thorough. Bob fighting. Hoskins is just standing there fucking watching it. You and know, he fucking pissing his pants while Jet Li fucks pants. up Sambo yeah. now. And he's fucking like using the shot collar and he's like, No, it has no fucking effect on me now, motherfucker. Yeah, I learned how Put to rewire that shit, biatch. <laughs> I rewired it. I rewired <laughs> it to your nuts. <laughs> Bob Hoskins pushes it, shocks his own nuts. Shock the monkey. All right, would you put William Hung in this to fuck it up, or where would you put him in it? Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I was thinking I so much of the plot about this, today. Yeah. I didn't I, think I, about I, William I, Hung I, at all. <laughs> I, I seriously haven't even thought about it. I mean, if you wanted to really fuck this up, um, I, I might put him in as the fucking uh, Eurotrash uh, owner of the underground fight club in the swimming pool. Oh, that's could, a good spot I to put him. Do that. yeah, that's a good spot. Yeah, I like that. Spot to, he'd fuck that up for sure. You know what I do? I I make him Morgan Freeman's stepson instead of the daughter, and lose the daughter. Oh yeah, and put him in yeah, there so he has to take care of Jet Li <laughs> in that middle that'd part be, and teach him piano. Hilarious. But he can't play piano. He doesn't know how to play. So yeah. he's just like because yeah. he slapping. has no formal training he in singing. Has no formal training in piano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to play chopsticks and fucking it up. Yeah. I don't know how to play. I have no formal training. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got no formal training. I don't know. I shit did about my fun. best. I have no regrets. I don't know shit about fuck. And he strolls off. <laughs> he just walks off into the, the Glasgow night. <laughs> into the Glasgow night. <laughs> as, he, as he strolls down a misty alley, you just here. who the fuck are you? Thump, 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 thump. Oh, no. Oh, no. Thump, thump, thump. <laughs> I'm trying to push the collar. Where's the, why won't the collar come off? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help. Oh, fuck. Who do you buy a beer in this movie? Uh, when it comes down to it, um, it's difficult because I was having a hard time coming up with who I would buy who I would buy the beer for because Hoskins did, uh, I think, a really good job with a shit script. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, I think, did an exceptional job also with a shit script. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I have to buy the beer for Jet Li for the physicality of fight one, two and the final fight. Like, yeah, I, I really think he did a good job. I, I think he, I think that they gave him something that even, even a really good seasoned actor could not pull that off. Uh, being incredibly stupid in one moment. And like, if you look at Forrest Gump, right. Who was probably, the dumbest film character of all time. Um, he carried that role really well and could speak and could communicate. Yeah. Um, and he was very charming and you rooted for him. But um, the way that this was written, I don't even think if anybody, I don't think anybody could have pulled this off, to be honest. No, it's, it's, it's a difficult ask of anybody. And he certainly deserves a beer for that. I think. Yeah, who are you gonna who are you gonna buy it for, Sam? I would probably buy. I, I would if I couldn't. Yeah, probably Jet Li or or Morgan Freeman. I think Morgan Freeman did a really good job with what he had here and and yeah. lent some gravitas to a movie that otherwise really wouldn't have it. Um, yeah, like he he does he does bring it, even though it makes no fucking sense uh, when no, he's on screen. No. He does a good job. Like he really does a good job. He does. He he lends he lends that that central weight to a movie that really wouldn't have it were he not there so i can say they would have thought about him uh to have this this role off the jump so 
Yeah, man. All right, brother. That wraps up uh, 2005's Unleashed. Wait, wait. Uh, we got to say if we would remake the film. Oh, fuck. That's right. That's right. I forgot yeah. about the remake. Would I remake this film? Yeah, yeah, I would, actually, because I would like to see that Sam Hung version. I think the story would yeah. would flow better. I think it would have a better arc overall. Um, yeah, I, I would remake this. I don't know who I'd put in it, though. Um, I think I think we could remake this. Like, if we're remaking this, we're making it in 2022. So yeah. I'm, I, I'm not going to put Samo in it. But, like, think about think about it this way. Think about if we were to remake it um, and it was not kung fu, uh, but it was fucking wrestling. Yeah. And you got a really big guy. Because I, I say it all the time, but it's one of my favorite things when I watch Dan Severin drop those fucking suplexes. Oh, on Anthony um, The Macias. first time he went. Yeah. yeah, when he first went into the UFC. I, I can just imagine more of a, like, I think that a Sambo... Uh, wrestling art would lend itself better to this type of storyline. Like, I really do. Like, yeah. a bunch of fucking crazy-ass Russian Sambo Dagestanis. fighters. Yeah, and then and then they just fucking... You imagine you're just fucking sitting there and you got a dojo full of fucking Russian Sambo ma- masters busting into your fucking jewelry store, suplexing your fucking staff into the glass cabinets. <laughs> like... That's that's how I fucking envision it, right? It's just like, oh, you didn't pay me my money, and then like fucking, it's not just one guy; it's like fucking eight, and they're just they just wrestle and body slam and juice all power moves. All that's power actually moves. a good idea. Awesome. Instead of making it one guy who's the dog, you have a team yeah. of guys that you have raised up to be this murderous yes. enforcer team, kind of like a really shitty yes. Justice League of bad people. And we call it yeah, of bad people. We call it Mad Dogs. Or we call it Russian dogs of war. Yeah, dogs or, of you war. Know, something, dogs of war. Lone something dogs along or something. those lines. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, they're basically loaning money. So what's the thing? They fuck up the assets. Can you just imagine like a bunch of guys beating the piss out of everybody inside a store and smashing it? Like I love that shit. Like in Rumble in the Bronx when they were, drove the motorcycle through the fucking grocery store. Oh my god! And the smashed into the, the coke pop machine. machine. <laughs> like I'd love to. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. You know, like. You know, everybody's running out of the store and they're fucking, you know, picking up kids and throwing them through fucking windows. And, you know, I think it'd be awesome. Just by way of note to the listener, if you haven't gone back and listened to our season one episode covering Rumble in the Bronx, if you want to hear Chad and I laugh harder than I think we've ever laughed in our fucking lives, go listen oh to that God. podcast. Because that was... That was a pant... <laughs> that was a pant-pissing episode. It was at the very end. At the very yeah. end, I think there was like 15 minutes left oh when the God. fucking hovercraft was yeah. going down the streets of BC. <laughs> yeah, that built up to a, a joyous rapture of fucking pant-pissing laughter. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's how I'd remake this movie. Yeah. I'd make them fucking wrestlers and the destroyers of property. I like it. I like it a lot. I would buy that for a dollar, sir. All right, that wraps up 2005's Unleashed. Uh, coming up, third movie next We're jumping back in time, all the way back to 1978. Classic of the kung fu genre. We've got Xiang Xiang, Lo Meng, Dick Wei, and Philip Kwok starring in the legendary Five Deadly Venoms. Have you seen this one before? No, I have not, actually. I haven't. I I have not seen... I've not seen a lot of the Chinese films, being perfectly honest. Like, 
I just I just haven't. I, I'm more of an action martial arts western guy. So this has been really cool doing this podcast because I'm going into genres that I normally don't. And there's been some really nice surprises for me. Like there really have yeah. have been some really nice surprises for me. Like you mentioned earlier, Kung Fu Hustle. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, me too. And it was one of those movies where I was like, ah, it's not my thing. I'm not going to watch it. And I fucking loved it. Yeah, that's one that I actually am going to buy and have in the collection because of that. And I never would have seen it were it not for this show. So same thing with this. I haven't seen a lot of the classic Kung Fu ones. So it's it's been really cool to kind of fill in the gaps in my martial arts movie knowledge uh, with this. So yeah, coming up next week, Five Deadly Venoms from 1978 on You Have Offended This Podcast. Fuck you, Steven Seagal. <laughs> you beat me to it, you <laughs> You can say it too. I won't cut it off. <laughs> Fuck you, Steven Seagal. <laughs>